You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 355, What is God's Will, Part 2. Last week we started looking at this really, really important uh, topic. Uh, It's a question that I get very often as a pastor. How do I find God's will? How do I know that that this person is the right person for me or, or, or if I should take this job or that job or if I should move, or if I should go to this school or that school. How do I hear God's voice? How do I determine what God's will is? And we we looked last week at the, the general will of God. These are things that apply to everybody. Um, should I marry a non-Christian? Well, if you're following Jesus, the Bible's very clear on that. It's no. Um, can can I be involved in a, in a relationship with someone who's not my spouse? Well, no. Um, you know, so there's, there's, there's some things that are very clear. Um, the Ten Commandments, things that Jesus said, things that Paul said. There's some things you don't even have to pray about. They're just very clear. But there's other things. The, the specific will of God for your life. Um, decisions that you have to make. And, you know, these are, these are important things. And, and I think sometimes many of us as Christians you know, wander around not really sure if we're making the right decision or if we're going in the right direction. And, um, you know, I actually shared a a story last week of of somebody I was talking to recently in a small group, and they were saying that they they felt like they were always making bad decisions. And I asked what seemed to me to be the obvious question is, well, do you pray before you make the decisions? And they said, well, no, not really. And, and, you know, I had a thought. I thought, you know, this person says they're a Christian, they're following Jesus or trying to, but yet they're living like an atheist. They're living like someone who doesn't believe in God because even though they may have accepted Jesus into their life and their day-to-day, um, just normal life, they're not bringing God into it. They're making decisions and not giving God any thought at all. And that's a shame, and I hope we can get away from that. So let me read a couple of verses. I read two of these last week, and then I'll have a new one, and um, then we'll jump in. Um, the first one is from Ephesians five seventeen. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then the second one is Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Isn't that interesting? I love this verse because really we're dealing with kind of two thoughts here that go together. Actually, three. Don't be conformed to the world. Well, that's important if you're following Jesus. Um, we shouldn't be conformed to the world, the world's way of thinking, but we should have our minds renewed, transformed, so that we're thinking God's way. 
And as we begin to think God's way, we'll begin to discern what God's will is. And then one other verse, and we'll, we'll jump in. And it says, for all, this is Romans 8, 14, all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And this is so important because I think the question that many people ask is, does God really lead us? Does God really speak to us today? And if he does, how can we hear his voice? I saw a meme recently where a man said, well, I want to hear God's voice. And a girl said, well, read your Bible. And the guy said, no, I want to hear God speak out loud. And the girl said, well, read it out loud. Because God's Word is one of the primary ways that He speaks to us. So that's the first thing I want to kind of jump into, is talking about if you want to hear God's Word, if you want to hear God's voice, if you want to discern God's will, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, the first place that we start is filling ourselves with God's Word. We make it a part of our daily life. Jesus said this, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, You can ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. Look, God speaks to His people through His book. I mean, I don't know about you, but there are many times I've found comfort and guidance and correction and encouragement in the pages of Scripture. Every day, I feel like I see something new and something fresh in the Bible. But here, Jesus is talking about something else. He's saying that when we immerse ourselves in the Scripture, when we immerse ourselves in His words, and as they become a part of our lives we'll begin to pray intelligently because we'll know what God's will is. When God's Word begins to fill our heart and mind and we're renewing our mind and transforming it as we just read, um, we'll just, in many ways, instinctively, we'll begin to sense what God's will is. That's the power of Scripture. The words of Scripture have the power to renew your mind and to change the way you think. Another really powerful thing about making the Scriptures a part of your life is, I don't know about you, but man, sometimes I struggle to know how to pray. Well, should I pray for this or should I pray for that? What is God's will? Well, you know, the the Scriptures are full of prayers that I draw out and pray regularly. Jesus gave us a prayer in the Sermon on the Mount. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's one prayer. Paul gave many. The Psalms are full of prayers. And what I find is when I, I draw those prayers into my life, again, I begin to sense and hear what God is saying to me about specific situations. So make the Bible a daily part of your life. And and just leading into the next one is make time to pray and listen. And for me, this is often as I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying as I'm reading. But you know, I think one of the reasons we often miss hearing God's voice, one of the reasons we often miss hearing that gentle nudge of the Holy Spirit is because we we don't know how to be quiet. We live in such a loud culture. Things are just, there's always something playing in the background. People have got their earbuds in. They're listening to something on their phone or their iPod. And, and we'll never learn to hear from God until we can embrace 
silence. God seldom speaks in the chatter and clatter of what's going on around us. There's a discipline in silence. And maybe that means as you're driving to work in the morning, you don't turn the radio on, you don't turn any music on, you just listen. And you have 10 or 15 minutes of silence where it's just you and God. That's something powerful. Maybe it's in your house before you leave or you know, as you're reading. But God's voice can be missed in the noisy clutter of our lives. And those who learn how to quiet their hearts and make time to listen are the ones who begin to hear a voice from another realm. So make time to pray and listen. Like I said, I just told you the story of a guy who says he's always making bad decisions. And when I asked him, he said, no, I do not pray before I make those decisions. I appreciate him at least being honest. But how about if we, maybe that's the only thing you take away from this podcast today. You say, you know what? I'm going to incorporate praying throughout my day into some of the decisions I have to make, into some of the decisions I have to make, in the meetings I have and phone calls I have to make for work that I'm dreading. What if you prayed before you had that meeting? What if you prayed before you made that phone call? What might happen? Don't go away. We'll be right back let you know that this episode of Leading is Learning is brought to you by my book, New Testament Snapshots. New Testament Snapshots is a study of 12 of the lesser known characters in the New Testament. And, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy to kind of rush through when I'm reading my Bible. And Let me just read the meat of it. But, you know, sometimes at the end of Paul's letters or scattered throughout the New Testament, even in the Gospels, You know, there's just little mentions of people, but we don't really get a whole lot of information. But you know what I found is when I dig in and have done some studies, there's often enough information to begin to get a picture, a snapshot of who this person was and what we can learn from them. So check out New Testament Snapshots. It's a great book for personal Bible study. It's also an excellent book for your small group study. So check it out. I know it'll help you. I know you'll love it. Click on the link, go to Amazon, grab a copy. I would really appreciate it. All right, so we're back. We've still got a couple things to cover. We've talked about how do we hear God's voice. Specifically, what are some things we can do to learn how to hear God's voice better and discern what His will is? Well, number one, make the Bible a daily part of your life. Number two, make time to pray and listen. Number three, You want to know what God's will is? How about some good counsel and advice? Are we willing to listen to our leaders? Proverbs says, Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without the advice of others. Listen again. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without the advice of others. Well, you might not be planning for war, but you are planning for your future if you're a smart person. And the key to to getting good advice and counsel is to get it from people who are a little further down the road from you. I wouldn't recommend getting it from the, you know, folks that you're bowling with or uh, playing softball with necessarily. Um, You know, maybe maybe not the, the, the buddy at the gym who's a nice guy, but, you know, you don't really know where they're at spiritually. You know, if you're in a good church... There are people around you who love you and care for you and will give you good advice 
and good counsel if you'll just ask. Um, it's not that our friends can't advise us. It's just often they're kind of in the same boat we're in. So it's always good to look to somebody who's a little further down the road. Um, you know, always much better to do that. Uh, you know, one of the things that people miss out on if they're not involved in a good local church is that leadership environment. Pastors and leaders are great people to get wise counsel from because they got your best efforts at, in, in mind. They, they want to help you. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they know they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this joyfully and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. And you know, it's interesting. As a pastor, as a leader, very often I'm in a situation where um, people are asking for advice and often I'll give it and they'll do the opposite thing. And almost every single time it doesn't quite work out like they had hoped. And, you know, I've, I've learned early on, and don't get me wrong, I can be as stubborn as anybody else on the planet, but I learned early on if I'm going to go to somebody and ask for advice, I'm probably going to do exactly what they tell me if this is someone who I uh, respect and look up to. Um, it would make no sense for me to go asking for advice and then say, well, I just don't like that, or that's uncomfortable, or I just don't know. I mean, unless they're telling me to do something absolutely crazy and insane, I'm probably going to give it a try. What have I lost? Nothing. So getting counsel advice is important, but you have to follow through with it. I could give you a, I could write a book on people who have come to me for advice or counsel and have done the absolute opposite, and were then just amazed that things didn't work out like they hoped. And it's not that I'm the smartest fellow on the planet. It's just sometimes uh, being a leader, you're, you're, or even maybe a little further down the road, you've got more perspective. And I get it. This idea of submission and obedience to authority is not popular. It's much easier to obey when um, you know you like what the leader says. And, you know, it's much harder to do it if it's something that you don't want to hear. But I'm encouraging you, listen to what your leaders say, ask them for advice, and follow through. Because the people that do tend to be the people who are walking in God's blessing and seeing success. All right, so one more, one more, one more. How do we, how do we discern God's will? How do we hear God's voice? How do we, 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 know what God's will is for our lives? How do we know what's the correct decision? How do we know which path to take in life? Well, number four is take a step. Very often, God's will and direction become clear when we start moving. A friend of mine often says, we move and then God moves. And I, and I get it. There are times when we have to wait on God but I, the, the older I get, the more I'm convinced that those times are actually not quite as prevalent as we would want to believe. We say, well, God, do something. And God's saying, you do something. We move and God moves. In other words, as we start stepping out in faith, we find that God begins to guide us, speak to us, and open doors for us. When we're trying to hear God's voice and and to hear what he's saying, it, it doesn't require any faith to just sit and pray. <clears throat> I can sit and pray all day, and that requires absolutely zero faith. But my faith is activated. 
My faith is triggered when I say, okay, God, I've prayed, I've asked for your direction, and now I believe that this is the way you're leading me. And if it's not, please speak to me there as well. And then we step out. That's where faith, that's where rubber, we say the rubber meets the road. Well, that's where faith really begins to play an important part of your life. doesn't require any faith to sit and pray, but when you begin to pray and act, then something begins to happen. So as you begin to pray for guidance, ask God to speak to you, and you'll find that when you take that step, that's where things begin to become clear. Well, what are some other ways that God speaks to you? What are some other ways that God speaks to you? How do you discern God's will? How do you hear God's voice? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that you can stay in touch. Um, it's always great to stay in touch with uh, my, my listeners and readers to the blog. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I hope you check out the resource highlight, uh, New Testament Snapshots, and we will see you next week on Leading and Leading.